0: The Hoop Collective is brought to you by Goodyear. Celebrating March deal days with month-long service and savings. Visit GoodyearAutoService.com for offers. Daily Wager is a new podcast for all your information on tonight's games. Listen every weekday afternoon for the latest info on the biggest games and plays. That's Daily Wager. Listen wherever you get your (music) podcast. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we are doing after the trade deadline on Thursday afternoon. I'm tired. I, I shouldn't be tired. Not that much happened, but I'm still tired. Joining me from... Actually, he's in San Jose, California. Am I allowed to reveal Ooh. that, Bon since that you're on the West Coast, or am I not allowed to reveal that?
1: Well, you just did, so here, so oh, here okay. we are.
0: He's in California.
1: And hello, in everyone. in
0: Texas, deep in the heart of Texas. Dan McMahon. Howdy, partners. So, um, in the end, uh, there wasn't a lot that happened in this trade deadline. There was a surprise all-star that got traded in Nikola Vucevic going to the Bulls, and a surprise uh, player who was not traded in Kyle Lowry. Um, There's a couple of things I want to say right out of the gate here. One, no matter what anybody says with the Toronto Raptors about today, no matter what potential TikTok stories, because I think ultimately the most intriguing thing that happened today, I don't know if we're ever going to find out, which was the the push and pull and game of chicken in between the Lakers, Raptors, uh, 76ers, and, and Raptors on Kyle Lowry, which ended up resulting in nothing. No matter what the Raptors say, they made ended two
2: trades in a Victor Oladipo landing in Miami.
0: Well hold on. Number one they made two trades to clear roster spots. Yeah, They traded Matt Thomas and who else did they trade?
1: They traded uh, Terrence Davis.
0: Terrence Davis to Portland.
1: Now, I will also add before you start, they added a player in another trade. So they really only were down one roster spot. So it's not like they were it's not like they had 17 roster spots open and didn't trade anybody.
0: Okay. Just, Nonetheless, just so they gave that. away two pl- They gave away two players to clear to clear space. So I don't want to hear that they, well, we never were going to trade him or blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm just pre, I'm just tossing my cynicism before that even, that narrative even gets going. Yeah, they thought they were going to trade him. They just didn't get a trade that they liked. Okay. Second thing is McMahon. Houston Rockets traded Victor Oladipo at the buzzer for two guys on expiring contracts who, they're nice players, Kelly Oletic and Avery Bradley. They're Fine.
1: They traded Victor Oladipo for nothing.
0: Yeah, and a pick swap next year.
1: Yeah, they and the what did they have if they
0: didn't? What did they have if if they didn't have Miami coming in at three o'clock?
2: Apparently nothing. And you know, I was told this. They traded Victor Oladipo
1: to save an extra. They traded Victor Oladipo to save an extra five or six million dollars this year too in salary.
2: Yeah, and the pick swap it'll be Brooklyn's. It'll probably end up being Brooklyn's pick to Miami for Miami's pick. So it'll be you're moving up. And in 2022, who knows, you know, you're moving up five, 10 spots in the, in the first round, whatever, you know, it's not nothing, but it's certainly not what I would consider significant draft compensation. Um, look, I was told earlier this week, we're not just going to dump them for a couple of seconds. You know, we've heard that talk. Oh, that's
0: true. They did not.
2: Yeah. We've heard that talk. That's not happening. And, you know, they did not, uh, but boy, uh, didn't get a whole lot. Did not get a whole lot, Um, you know. I I was I was told, you know, hey, if we go into the summer, you know, maybe we can work something out, sign and trade. You know, we'll do that instead of taking pennies on the dollar. All right, they took dimes on the dollar,
1: nickels. Yeah. Well, and remember, let's go back to the James Harden trade. The Houston Rockets could have had Jared Allen and Karis LeVert in that trade, and they chose to take Victor Oladipo and a Bucks. First round pick, which they then turned into a swap with the Rockets in the PJ Tucker trade. So, like this team would look a lot different if it had Karis LeVert and Jared Allen on it going forward. And PJ Tucker—that it does not. And well, right, if they had well, PJ Tucker P. P. too, PJ
2: was going to be gone one way or the other.
1: That um, that, that that I agree with. He was going to get traded. But look, if you could have Karis LeVert and Jared Allen with Christian Wood with these picks going forward, and like that's at least some young interesting players so you could build around you could maybe move down the road and instead they have you know not a yeah.
2: lot and and the, you know the Allen Wood positional fit okay you could have you could have moved Allen this summer whatever like yes that's fair second guessing it's also we don't know exactly what the offer was uh from Philly but we know it was Ben Simmons plus you know the problem was not just that the plus wasn't enough but the rockets ultimately decided they didn't feel like Ben Simmons was a legitimate Build your franchise around him, type of player, and so you know as the as the years go forward, that's always that's always going to be fair for uh, for hindsight and second guessing as well.
0: All right, so hindsight and second guessing. Let's now look at Philadelphia, uh, Bontemps. Temps. Philadelphia, I I don't know whether they could have had Harden because only a few people can answer that question. Probably Tillman Fertitta being the most important one. Uh, by the way. Tillman Fertita has certainly lightened his obli- financial obligations to this Rockets team over the next couple of years. Maybe that will end up being just fine because they'll rebuild and they didn't want to have Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, who they were paying, you know, 15 to 20 million and winning 34 games. Maybe that's maybe that's smart. Maybe that'll be fine. Maybe they'll maybe they'll get lucky on one of those. Uh, Brooklyn picks will be a top five pick, or maybe they'll do a deal where they get a star player. In multiple maybe maybe and they'll
2: ahead. get lucky on their own pick and not have to give it up because they land in the top four this year. That's what they may- really need to happen.
0: Maybe. But they also got a 20-game losing streak and an owner who dumped a bunch of cash. That's what they got right now. Okay? And three years from now, he they may be smelling like a rose and say, huh, we had foresight. We did our smart moves. We're just fine. Thank you very much. But right now, they got an owner who dumped a bunch of cash and has a 20-game losing streak and a crap team to show for, okay? That's what they got right now. All right, Philadelphia. We'll never know whether they—I mean, maybe we will know in somebody's book or somebody's expose later on.
2: Or Daryl might tweet it at some point. Who knows?
0: Well, I don't even know. Does Daryl know? Does Daryl know whether they they didn't do the deal because they liked Brooklyn's deal better or they just didn't want to deal with him?
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, I've been— Assured, no, no. no, What about that? What about that? It was more about how we felt about Ben Simmons. Blah blah blah. But yeah,
0: what's the I, Rockets' I, uh, truth-telling I, percentage? I, I mean, I know say, you you got to cover not, them and talk to them every day. I'm not I, asking. I don't you possess.
2: Outside. I don't possess a polygraph, and I don't have a lot of confidence uh, with a lot of people that I talk to that they would necessarily fare really well on a regular basis.
0: All right. Um. So, but 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 Bontemps Philly was in the batter's box on on uh, on Harden. I can't fault them because I don't know what the dynamics were. Maybe they never really could have gotten him. They were in the batter's box on Kyle Lowry. They closed neither deal. They are in the number one seed in the East, or what, they're right there. Um, will they? Re- do you think they'll regret not closing either of those deals?
1: I mean, look, I, I think they're certainly going to regret not closing this one. And, but But at the same time, I don't know if it's fair to say on either one that they didn't close it. Right. Like I, I, Tim's got a pretty good Texan BS detector and I'll just say it. I don't think there's any way in hell. Tim and Fertitta was going to allow Daryl Morey and James Harden to have a chance to win a championship together in Philadelphia. I, I, I've i said that to him off, off the pod, laid on the pod. I don't think there was ever a chance in hell they were going to allow it to happen. So I've never really faulted the Sixers for not getting James Harden. And look, I, it's hard to know. Like you said, right now, we don't know exactly. What the choice was ahead of the that was laid out in front of the Raptors at two fifty-five or two fifty-eight or whatever time before three o'clock Eastern time today, but there was they had talks with the Lakers, they had talks with the Sixers, they had talks with the Heat, and ultimately, you know, by all accounts, seems Miami wasn't willing to trade Tyler Hero. By all accounts, whatever offer Philadelphia was offering was not enough to satisfy the Raptors, and whatever offer the Lakers were offering was not enough to satisfy the Raptors, and so ultimately. Masai Jerry decided not to do it, and we all know Masai, and we all know he has no problem if he doesn't like his hand standing up and walking away from the table or going all in to make a move. I mean, he's he's as, uh, as sure-handed a guy as there is in a league in these situations. And, but, boy,
2: it, it, it sure did seem like he was set up to take the last best offer. Because I, those, I, the, yes. The trades they made weren't – you know, those are – you're not creating roster spots just, you know, for fun. <laughs>
1: Well, um, I, I mean, look, I they got getting Norm Powell trading Gary Trent for Norm Powell made a lot of sense. They for whatever reason they decided they weren't going to pay Norm. I really like Gary Trent. I think he's a good fit there with their guys. You have him and OGN and Obi on the wing. You have him, Fred VanVleet, Pascal Siakam. Those four guys together, that's a damn good yeah. one through four. Really, really nasty defensively. All of them can shoot threes. Like he's younger. That's a really nice fit. So I thought that deal made sense. They got Rodney Hood yeah. in that deal. So, like I said, they're only down one roster spot. Frankly, getting rid of Terrence Davis removes a headache from them. He's had a, he's had a domestic violence issue going back to uh, November or or sometime in the off season. That's kind of hung over that team. And Matt Thomas wasn't in the rotation, and they they shed some money. There had been talk Utah was looking. You for don't a have to analyze to those. It. They don't have to. No, analyze but I'm just those. saying they didn't. point moves. is
0: they, they wouldn't have cleared those spots if they didn't think they could have had to had something going.
1: They also could just go sign one buyout guy to play center for them also, since Aaron Baines has been terrible. I mean, so I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't – but the point is, we're saying all this stuff. Everybody thought that this was leading up to put your best offer on the table. We're going to pick one at 255. And ultimately, they did not. And we'll – you know, maybe we'll know what ultimately allowed them to – or what ultimately led to them to decide to hang on to Kyle – But I'll say this, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens this summer, because you would have to think that if Masai and Bobby Webster didn't make this trade now, it means one of two things, right? It would mean that either A, they're going to be willing to pay Kyle this summer, whatever it's going to take to keep him, which is not going to be cheap, or B, they think they can get as much or more in a sign and trade for him than they can now. And so that's going to be awfully interesting, because if they decide to go not make a trade now, and then Kyle walks in free agency for nothing, there's going to be a lot of head scratching about why they didn't take whatever the best offer was on the table now to get something for him.
0: The, the word that went out in the in the last few days, and so that's how I'm going to frame it, the word that went out in the last few days was that Kyle was looking for a two-year contract in the neighborhood of $50 million. Mm-hmm. So that means if you were going to trade for him and you wanted to keep him, be advised that that was the requested price.
2: Yeah, and what was just, just tweeted that you know teams making offers had to take into consideration would he be a rental or would he you know basically what was going to happen in free agency and that impacted the offer. So yeah, he, he's not going to be a discount. You know, are you going to pay a guy that age that much money? All those things, but uh, still pretty surprising that that uh, a Lowry deal didn't end up getting done.
1: Well, uh, well, and look, if there if you look at the marketplace, right. Which of these teams is going to have a lot of cap space this summer? That would be the Miami Heat. And which of these teams ultimately decided not to include their one real blue chip trade or asset in this trade package? Right. The Miami Heat, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so
0: I think if you're the Raptors also, you know, if, if you, the, the packets that the Heat were offering, I believe, included Duncan Robinson. And they ended up trading Olenek and and Avery Bradley. Right, uh, and they traded for Nemanja Bielitza and they think they've got a good shot at Lamarcus Aldridge. So obviously, Kelly Olenek was probably going. It looks like Avery Bradley was going. Uh, Duncan Robinson was going. They would have needed one more piece, um, I think, to make the money work. Um, but they were looking at, you know, even paying Duncan Robinson. You know, well, they traded for Gary Trent. So Gary Trent's a restricted free agent. That's the guy I think they intend to pay. Mm-hmm. And if they had traded, if they had done the Miami deal as offered, they would have had Duncan Robinson and Gary Trent to pay. And I'm not so sure they were in the mood to pay both of those guys. So once they did the Trent deal for Norm Powell, it was like, wow, I don't think Duncan Robinson is getting it done. So I know that they had some discussions about Precious Achua, their rookie. He's the Heat's rookie. You know, in the end, the, the, the Raptors do need a, a big man, but he's not really a starter. Maybe he will be a starter in the future. Um, but. Just without Hero, without Talon Horton-Tucker, the Raptors weren't interested in those two offers. And, you know, one of the factors for the 76ers is, okay, if you're going to trade, you know, Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thibel or a first-round pick or whatever, you're probably going to want to re-sign Lowry. And with Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid already on the books at max contract, adding a $225 million salary is not fun. <laughs> so, um, not to mention the, the the luxury tax implications of this year doing that. So, I think that all played into it for sure.
2: And the, and they hedged their bets pretty early, uh, getting George Hill. Who look George Hill can can help a team uh, in in the playoffs. There's there's no question about that. Uh, he's not and Kyle and they also Lowry. got
1: he's not Kyle Lowry, but they got George Hill, who is a very good fit. Does a lot of the things that Kyle does at a lesser level, but still is a good fit. And also kept Matisse Thibault and. Danny Green and their picks and all this stuff going forward. So they have ammo to go get other people down the road. So I really like that move for them. And I do think it got them materially better. Now, I think if they'd gotten Kyle, it would have picked them to get out of the East, which is obviously a different level than George is going to get them to, but that's a good move for them. They traded guys that weren't going to play for them in the playoffs for, um, for a guy that really will help them. and could close games for them. So I thought that was good, but you know, when you have this buildup to where's Kyle going to go and he ultimately stays, it yeah. still is going to feel like a bit of a letdown for a team that clearly is all in trying to win a title.
0: And, and again, I don't know what he'll say publicly, but Kyle's flashing the, the peace sign going off the court last oh, night, yeah. having fun with Drake on the FaceTime and the uh, post game presser. Kyle. All of that could...
1: last, all of that last night felt like he was going to be traded. Now yeah. Kyle has said the whole time that he didn't know what was going to happen. And I think, you know, he, he did say, you know, on several occasions that, you know, he wasn't going to be upset if he stayed. I don't think he is upset that he stayed. Um, but, you know, look, ultimately, the questions here are not for Kyle. They're not for the other teams. It's for Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, right? They're the ones who ultimately decided that they were going to stand pat. And that's that's where the real decision was made today. It wasn't wasn't with contract extensions in the future. It wasn't with what other teams are going to put in. It was, you know, why did you decide to draw the line here? And what does that mean going forward? Because again, now this extends to the summer and we'll see what happens with Kyle in the summer. And if 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 Toronto is able to get anything for him or if they're going to end up, you know, having a guy walk out the door that they could have at least gotten something for at today's deadline.
2: Yeah, or if he lands in, in Miami, which now Oladipo's got at least an audition with the Heat. It's no secret that's where he wants to be. That's where he hopes to... He's Fine. got to be
0: one of the happiest guys in the league. Oh yeah,
2: no Depot got exactly what he was, what he was hoping. He's a huge, for. he's a huge winner. He might be so happy. He's been to trying to, to get to Max Miami Max.
0: in one way or another for ye- literally years.
2: Yeah, and now you know, now he's there, and and now he needs to perform well enough to convince the Heat that he's worth keeping.
0: If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you wanna be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can. Even if that's just a 10 minute low impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30 minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or bike plus rental at onepeloton.com bike slash rentals. Terms apply. I think the Heat were one of the big winners. They didn't get Lowry. Fair, but they got Oladipo. They, you know, got Bialitza, which, you know, that's not exciting, but you know, they got a power forward who can stretch the floor.
2: An Olytic replacement.
0: An Olympic replacement. They got Trevor Ariza, who hasn't started off great, but he hadn't played in a year, so fine. And I think they got a great shot at Lamarcus Aldridge. And they did all that. They gave up one draft pick and all that. A 2027 second round pick, plus this pick swap, which
2: you know, you're moving so in full of spots probably there. Yeah. And, and if you, you and know, if you hit big in, in free agency, maybe, it did, you know, maybe there's no swap right. to be had.
0: You, you probably upgraded your team this year. I think they upgraded it. We'll see how Victor plays, etc. Uh, and you didn't harm your cap space. So I think the heat moved the ball down the field. Now, are they beating Brooklyn or Philly in a series? I don't believe so, but I think they, they did well. Um, also thought Chicago was a winner. So Chicago, I'm not go on. I'm not sold on that one. Okay. So they get this. So they are, they are two games out of the eighth playoff seed. They want to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you can argue and debate whether or not being the seven or eight seed is that big of a deal. Uh, or they also can three make games game out the of,
1: seed. they're also three games out of fourth.
0: Okay. So they trade for and Nikola Vucevic, who's having one of the best years of his career is on a, Hundred million dollar contract, but it's not a albatross contract, and he's playing well. A big man who can stretch the floor. Wendell the Carter Jr. Salaries. What's that?
2: The, the salaries actually declined, so that you know that makes it better.
0: That's right. Uh Wendell Carter Jr. has had injury problems his first few years in the league and recently had been taken out of the starting lineup. Uh I don't think Billy Donovan was in love with that. His star had dimmed, so they send him down there. And they use up their cap space, although I guess they could potentially still generate some if they like waived Thaddeus Young and renounced uh, Lowry Market, And I don't know why they would waive Thaddeus Young; he's a really good player. Right. Um, then they um, pick up Daniel Tice in just a pff,
2: I like that really form.
0: really nice deal. Just the Celtics, um, you know, traded for Evan Fournier, went into the tax, and so they traded Daniel Tice, who I really like, undersized five, but competes and. Can shoot and a guy I want to have on my team. Boston gets out of the tax with that move. Congratulations to the Celtics. Um, they they stay avoid the tax. Enjoy finishing seventh. Um, so Tice get, they pick up Tice as a, as another big man, um, and you know they they you know they probably take themselves out of the Lonzo Ball uh, market. Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do point guard long term, but but Bon Temps. I felt like Chicago had a good day.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm curious to hear Tim's other side of it, though, before I say anything. What? What well, they, did you also like got, about uh,
0: they also got? They uh, also got Tony Brown from uh, Washington. Troy Brown. Troy. Troy Brown. Brown Troy yeah. Brown. The, the
2: they gave up two very lightly protected picks, and you know that that was a pretty steep price to pay. Uh, you know, Carter is not quite. I wouldn't quite call him a reclamation project, but you know, I, I understand that the two picks was a pretty steep price to pay. Um. For a team, like, do, does this vault the Bulls into the middle of the playoff pack? I don't think so. It's basically for a team competing to crack the playoffs every year. Um, I'm excited to watch them because, look, they, uh, Levine and, uh, and Vooch, I mean, boy, those are two really, 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 really good offensive players. You can make an argument that, you know, outside of Brooklyn, it's the best offensive combination uh, one-two punch in the Eastern Conference now. So I, I'm really excited to watch them play. I just, you know, I I don't know that they're going to be even mediocre defensively. Uh, I think de- they're not going to be good enough defensively to do any kind of damage uh, as a playoff team. So the giving up the two picks that I think are going to be middle of the first round type of picks is a is a pretty steep price to pay. Although I I, I respect it. I appreciate when a team uh, is willing to take that big swing, but you know when I saw that deal, I kind of asked some folks around the league what they thought, and I got pretty lukewarm responses. Um, you know, which was my initial reaction in terms of was that a it's a fun move. I'm I'm just not sure that it's a smart move.
1: Well, and listen, I think that's a very reasonable position to take in, for a couple different reasons. Now, I, I'm more on the Brian side of this than you. Um, But it's it's an interesting trade, right? Because in today's NBA, if you have a center that's not good defensively, and while Vucevic isn't awful, he's definitely not good, you have a ceiling on how good you can be, right? And so by trading for him, the Bulls are probably a team that, like you said, you're looking at a team that's probably going to be fourth, fifth, sixth, I would say, in the Eastern Conference. But if you think Zach Levine is an all-star caliber wing, And I think that the way he's played this year, you know, he's probably deserves to be in the mix with guys like Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell and some of these guys as like that level of a wing player. So if he's that good, you're kind of sort of already going to be like a mediocre team, which is basically what they are now anyway. Right. And, you know, to Brian's point, Wendell Carter Jr. had not played well this year at all. He'd been taken out of the starting lineup. And yes, they're giving up this year's pick which, you know, could be okay. I think the Bulls are going to be firmly in the top six after making this trade, barring health issues. So but I don't think it's going to be they're that not, bad. If they
0: fall in the lottery, That I will I will revise my situation you, with McCann. That will, look, that you got to do what you got to do. That will look a lot
1: different. And and look, Arturo Skrnicevich, the guy in charge of the Bulls, I think he's their vice president of basketball operations, his official title, they have prioritized shooting from the moment they got there. You know, they surprised everybody this summer a little bit by not qualifying Chris Dunn's uh RFA rights and qualifying Denzel Valentine, who signed his qualifying offer in about five seconds, right? And they did that because he is a shooter and they prioritize shooting across the court. So now they get one of the best shooting bigs in the league. They have him to your point, McMahon, with Zach Levine, what's going to be a super fun team to watch. And, you know, with guys like Thad Young and Pat Williams, their number four pick in this year's draft with Thomas Sadaransky at the point, I do think they have a good mix of defensive players around them. I think they can be pretty good. And the other thing I'm curious about going forward is you know, when you would talk to people about Billy Donovan, the thing that would repeatedly come up about him is that he's a guy that still has great relationships with his players, going back to both guys that were with him at Florida and guys he recruited in college. Like, he's a guy that all these guys who are coming up now really like. And the guy I've been curious about with the Bulls since Billy got there is Bradley Beal. And Beal's going to be a free, can be a free agent in a year, and the Bulls could be in position to get him in a year. And if you're a team that's say fourth or fifth in the East and in the mix in the playoffs, that's probably a lot more appealing. If you're the Bulls, well, they're not going to be able to trade for him with they
0: just give up a couple of firsts. <laughs> right. Um, well, but
1: but, but if he gets to free agency, that's a different story, right? So I, I'm I just, not saying I, I hate I, it. I'm just I'm
2: lukewarm. But top six this year, you think they finish in the top six in the standings?
1: Well, I, I mean, look, we're talking about they just a fairly traded low for an All Star player. They traded for
0: an all-star.
2: Okay, they've I mean, got to they jump one, two, three, four teams to get top six in the standings. I mean, by the way, they're... one of those teams, the Hawks. The Hawks got better today. Getting Lou Williams is a big win for the Hawks. They.
1: I'm going to be curious to see how motivated Lou Williams is. I oh, I've heard contract I, year. It's a contract year, but I, I've I'm not sure Lou was thrilled to be traded out of L.A. So I'm going to be curious to see uh, well, if what he looks. he's going to be
0: traded like. somewhere, it's to Atlanta. It's his home. Yeah, well,
1: that's true. That's true. Uh, Magic and City look, that Kitchen was a win. They're too, can't they? Well, they, Magic City Kitchen will probably get a lot of business. And I think that it's a win for Atlanta because Rajon Rondo has been awful for them. And while I think he'll be better for the Clippers, he was not going to be good in the regular season for them. So I think that makes them better. But I'm not sure how much better it makes a team that already didn't guard anybody to get Lou Will on their roster. But look, I mean, the, I think, the they're, better problem, I though, think the ball, they're better than the Knicks. I think without Paul, they're better than the Hornets. Hornets.
2: The Hawks' biggest problem was when Trey Young sat down, their offense went from really good to absolutely awful. And say what you want, Lou Will's going to get buckets.
0: Oh, that's I true. Look forward to and that and Lou, look, just I not look having Rondo that, will help. I look forward to that Lou Will-Trey Young backcourt. That's shut down Shut down corners. <laughs> I was going to say, opposed, opposing guards might score
1: a few points. <laughs> so here's what I'd I like just to think, know. I just think the thing the thing about this trade, just real quick, is that Like you said, Brian, Nikola Vucevic is really good. Now, he's not a great fit if you're trying to win a title because of where the league is, but he's really good. And I think by getting him, I think the Bulls got way better today, especially getting him and Tice. I mean, they went from Wendell Carter Jr. and Daniel Gafford to Daniel Tice and Nikola Vucevic. That's that's a way better team than they were 12 hours ago.
0: I agree. And Zach Levine is playing just spectacular basketball, and this is an investment in him. And they're going to try to gonna try to extend him this summer. I don't know if he will extend because his contract is sub-max. And so it's um I w- I might wait, but um that's also a factor. Uh, we'll see what happens with Lowry Markinen who was on the block but did not get traded. One thing I'd like to know so, you know, in the in the recent days and, and correct me if you guys heard something different, but in recent days, um You know, I had heard that, yes, Gordon, you know, Aaron Gordon was going to move. And, yes, Evan Fournier was going to move. But but Nick Vucevic was off the table, which, you know, he has a good contract and he's an all-star. I kind of get that. But, obviously, Orlando was like, look, we're going to rip the Band-Aid off. The
2: the Magic took the right approach. Like, listen, striving for mediocrity, they've been there. They've done that. They capped out at at a team that could crack the playoffs but not be competitive in them. And so they got draft pretty significant draft compensation for Vooch. Uh, yeah, but let
0: me ask you this: I I didn't hear. I heard Charlotte had some interest in Vucevic, but I didn't hear anything about Vucevic. Yeah, where else? I mean, if Vucevic had really been on the block for days, like uh, Gor- Aaron Gordon was, I mean, I don't know the answer. You, you I, think I wonder they if
2: could have created more of a market?
0: Well, I just I, maybe they did, and I just didn't hear. Just because I didn't hear it doesn't mean it didn't happen. But right. I would have thought if he was wide out there, available that. They could have gotten I think, some, some nice offers.
1: I think to Tim's point, though, specific teams were going to have interest in Nikola Vucevic because he can help accomplish specific goals. But like, if you're trying to reach the conference finals or the NBA finals, despite the fact he's a really good player and has gotten way better over his career in Orlando, he isn't a great fit if you're trying to play in the conference finals or the finals. So I think it, it sort of limits the market of teams and the universe of teams are going to be interested in him. Like Charlotte is a team that's interested in being in the playoffs and has a gaping hole at center. It made sense to pair him with LaMelo ball in Charlotte. The bulls are trying to make a leap back to being a respectable team. Again, it makes sense for them to get him for the next three years and have him and Zach Levine together and have a potent offense with a couple really good defensive players around them. Right. But like, because of, because of the combination of Orlando wanting a bunch of stuff back for him and, and, Only a certain kind of team making a lot of sense for Vucevic to trade for him. I don't think it would have made a lot of difference if they dramatically made him available. And frankly, if you look at what Aaron Gordon got traded for, a guy that makes more sense in the latter round of the playoffs, it might make more sense that he wasn't widely available because like, they clearly got a lot more for Vucevic despite those flaws than they did for Aaron Gordon or especially Evan Fournier, who they basically just dumped salary to get rid of.
0: McMahon. Am I crazy to think that it might have been interesting for Dallas to consider a Porzingis-Vucevic swap?
2: I think it wouldn't have made a lot of sense for the Magic, honestly. I mean, young player under contract. Yeah, young player under contract with, with durability. Like, look, the Magic needed to just bottom out. You know, like it was time for the Magic to strip it down and build it back up and, you know, hope that they get one of those top five picks this year, maybe again next year. And, you know, it was time to reset that roster. You know, the, the 100%. It was, and it was, it was, it's, it's, t- and when you're doing that, you don't want to go on a max deal. You want to look, if you're going to be bad, be cheap.
0: <laughs> well, and to well, look too. You to and pay not, you're going to be bad, be cheap. You have to pay somebody.
1: I'm not one of these people that thinks that every team who's not contending for the finals should blow up their team. But Orlando, we knew what this Orlando team was, right? Yeah. The past, they've had this exact same team basically since Jeff. Weltman and John Hammond got there a few years ago, and they're a seventh or eighth seed in the East, right? They're not going anywhere with this team. So yeah, they've got Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz, who are interesting young players who are hurt right now. They've got RJ Hampton now, who they can play a lot. They've got Chumo Keke, who they can play a lot. They've got a bunch of interesting young guys. They've got now, they're like Tim said, they're going to have a top five pick in this year's draft, almost certainly. They're going to get a stud there. They've got another couple picks coming from the Bulls. they got a pick coming from uh, from the from the Nuggets going forward, they've got a bunch of stuff to R.J. Hampton, with. A nice and, little developmental project. Yeah, they've they've they can they can refresh this thing and start over. And I, I think they had maxed out everything they could possibly do. And and look, like what have we talked about for weeks? There was nobody really available, right? This was the perfect time to have a bunch of guys available to trade because with so little actual talent on the market, they got three first round picks and a young player and some interesting stuff back, two young players, some interesting stuff back. And they can finally hit the reset button, which they desperately needed to do. So, Point out, a... Steve
0: Clifford is on the last year of his contract. I wonder how he feels about the old bottom out maneuver. Well,
1: they were doing it anyways. <laughs> they were doing I it with know. those guys on the roster, you know? I think Steve Clifford is going to be okay in Charlotte. I, I think he's on the same page with oh, the front Orlando. office. and I expect he'll be back. Or, yeah, with Orlando. with Orlando. It wasn't Charlotte, yeah.
0: You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, Catch the Clutch hitch, Strikeouts, Grand Salamis, Web Gems with nothing on your roof. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I will guesstimate that I have heard since last fall, Gary Harris offered to about yeah. just conservatively eight or nine different teams. They have been trying to trade Gary Harris, who had, who was injured last year and just not playing very well. They've been trying to trade him for anybody they finally got somebody to take gary harris now they had to add young player first, rookie rj hampton and a future first i didn't see the protection on that pick uh was there protection there had to be right
2: I'm not
0: sure. um all right anyway uh to get aaron gordon they also acquired javel mcgee uh, as a back, to be a backup for Jokic. um just getting that kind of a player for gary harris is a win I think cause Harris's value was just very low. Um, you know, maybe he'll get healthy and rebound and play well for Orlando. But, um, by the way, Gary Harrison and, uh, Porzingis aren't making that much of a difference. It's like, you know, eight or 9 million. It's not like, right. You know, it's not like they didn't take on any money. Um, but,
2: uh, although the years are a lot different, but go on.
0: He has. Yeah. Gary Harris has this year next. So, um, Michael Porter Jr., since he got back from his latest round of COVID and got healthy, um, he's been playing really well, scoring hugely. Their offense has been great, but obviously they're defensively challenged. So this move is, I guess, Bontemps to have have Aaron Gordon play small forward uh, alongside uh, Porter and really not sort of be an offensive player, but defend some of the big guys that, you know, the Kawhi Leonard and the LeBron Jameses that they might have to see in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and this is going to be a really fascinating thing to see play out because, you know, as Orlando has been on this treadmill of mediocrity for years, everybody in the league has kind of thought the same thing, which is what would Aaron Gordon look like if he's the fourth option on offense and can kind of be unleashed as this Sean Marion type, like versatile defender who can guard a mm-hmm. bunch of positions and do a bunch of stuff that he was kind of billed as when he came out of Arizona into the league a whole bunch of years ago, right? And that was never really the situation he was in in Orlando. He was always one of the best couple players on the team. Um, In a a lot of ways, it's kind of reminiscent of another Arizona guy, Andre Godala, back at the beginning of his career, when he was with uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. And he was the best player on a team that was a seventh or eighth seed in the East, right? And then when he kind of slotted in as a defensive player who could pass and handle the ball and could shoot a little bit, he became an immensely viable player to teams that were competing for championships. Now, I am not, to be clear, saying Aaron Gordon is going to become Andre Iguodala in Denver, um, where, ironically, Andre got traded before going to Golden State. But I do really love the move for them. I think he's better than Jeremy Grant, the guy he's essentially replacing. And I really like their five of, you know, with Jamal Murray, with Will Barton, and then Porter and, uh, Porter and Gordon on the wing, and then obviously with Jokic at center that's a versatile five. They can score, they can all pass, like they can do a lot of stuff and that I think they got a lot better especially when you look at these other top teams in the west kind of all treading water at the deadline. I mean, the fact that they yeah, the, they made a big move like that, I really like it and it, I think it's a big move for them.
2: The the one thing is, you know, positionally, I think both Aaron Gordon and Porter are best suited to play the four, but you know, 3 4 whatever that's all kind of uh, kind of fluid, but I, I'm excited to see how he fits with Jokic in particular. Um, Should be awesome, Should right? Be awesome. And and he does. He gives him. I mean, he's averaging over four assists a game this year. He definitely gives them more playmaking. Um, they're a little light in terms of you know the backcourt now. Uh, you know, I guess I guess Barton starting at the two, form Old faku's going to be getting uh, some pretty significant minutes. Monty Morris becomes much
1: more. Uh, important DJ for Dozier, them. a guy who's been out for a bunch of time, is becomes a lot more important for them now too. Yeah, but, well, that's why
0: they felt okay about trading Harris because Dozier's been yeah. pretty good.
2: Yeah, but I, but I think I think Gordon's a pretty yeah, you know, for uh, among the the West. I mean, we can kind of loosely define. I'm not going to say contenders; they have to prove that among the West top six. I think you know they they made the the biggest strides.
0: I would agree with that. Um, So a big thing will be, uh, will the Lakers be able to get Drummond? Um, Now, for the last 10, 15 days, I've been operating under the assumption that Andre Drummond was ticketed for the Lakers, and that's maybe where he will go. But I was advised in the last 48 hours or so, do not assume that. That Drummond is keeping an eye on Brooklyn and keeping an eye on Miami. And by the way, um, Miami have one or two roster spots now.
1: Uh, they should have yeah. at least. They should have at least one. I think.
0: Well, I think they made a two for one trade with S- Sacramento, and they made a two for one trade with Houston. So yeah, I think they may, they, they may
1: have more than one. Yeah. So I think they have two rosters. So in one. theory,
0: they could they could offer Drummond uh, a role, and also offer Lamarcus Aldridge a role, um, and then uh, a ro- you know,
2: I don't see how they can offer them both roles. They can offer from both roster spots. Tell me right. how they can offer both roles.
0: Well, we'll Bam's see.
2: Graham's going to play a fair amount of minutes, I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> and they, and they I know, but they like uh, Archua as well. I'm just saying, keep an eye on Miami. I was told that, okay? Right. Um, so then you have New York and Charlotte. Now, New York and Charlotte both have cap space. And we'll see if Drummond has to give up money to get out of Cleveland typically in a skylight, in a situation like he's in, I mean, they've essentially told him his role is gone uh, because they wanted to play Jared Allen as their starter. Although, you know, whatever Um, they traded JaVale McGee today. Uh, But um, usually you, you know, if you have leverage, you get bought out for about the same amount of money that you'll sign for. And you are whole in some cases where you don't have good leverage, like Blake Griffin, you give out a lot more. Um, I don't know whether Drummond is going to care about the money because he's making 29 million this year. The Knicks could offer him 10 million dollars if they wanted. Um, Charlotte, I believe, has, has four million. They could just flat out outbid any of those other teams. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how, how important
1: that is to Drummond. Toronto's sitting there with a roster spot too in a gaping hole at center. Like if he's just trying to make, you know, trying to set himself up to make as much money next year. Like there's teams with with roles and and money that are at least going to be. I would think interesting to him to look at, depending on what he's trying to do.
0: Which is why I think the Lakers are going to have to say, you'll be our starter. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, you know, isn't stunning. I mean, Gasol hasn't had a great year. Um, you know, I think, but I think that's what he's looking at. I think he's going to, he's going to be able to dictate what his role is. Now, what's your role is when you sign and what your role is in the playoffs might be two different things, but you know, he's got to look at where can he go to get the most opportunity and potentially set himself up to to maybe re-sign or sign in the next next season, and that would lead you to think about New York and and Charlotte because they have cap space, not just now but in the future. Mm-hmm. I still would wager on him going to the Lakers, but I guess it's still up in the air, uh, McMahon.
2: Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I would I would still bet a pretty significant chunk of change that he ends up for the Lakers. You know, and I don't think
1: it's going to matter wherever he ends up because I don't think he's going to be all that impactful.
2: But that's just my take. I don't necessarily disagree with that either. I do think it, I, I, you know, people keep talking about Andre Drummond, you know, this role guy, and for his size and athleticism, he's one of the worst finishers you could possibly imagine. So I think if you're counting on Andre Drummond to be some kind of dynamic vertical spacer, I don't. I believe you will be sorely disappointed.
0: Um, okay, one, a couple of things before we go. Um, the Clippers were, again, I don't want to use the word desperate. Desperate's a pretty strong word, but they really, really needed a guard.
2: Urgent, and, urgent is the nice way to describe desperate. So urgent, urgent. Thank
0: you. Thank you. And they paid for him because they sent Lou Williams, who, quite frankly, at this point is probably a better player, at least at least night in and night out in the regular season, and two second round picks. I mean, I think yeah. most people agree that Lou is the best, the better player. And um, so, to get Rajon Rondo, Bontemps, what do you think of that?
1: I mean, look, Rajon Rondo has been god awful for the Hawks this year. Um, and that, we can't really for the say Lakers last year. Until until the playoffs, and then he was good. And, and that that really is what this is a bet on, right? This is a bet on quote unquote playoff Rondo showing up for the Clippers and giving them the kind of floor general they really need. And it remains to be seen if that's going to happen. I think Rondo, like Tyler Hero, like Donovan Mitchell, like Jamal Murray, like a lot of guys, really benefited from the shooting backgrounds in the bubble. And he played great down there. Now, can he do that again in the playoffs? Perhaps. He is a really good guy in the locker room. Ty Lu knows him from his Boston days. Um, you know, I think he's certainly got a big enough personality to, you know, wrangle the Marcus Morrises and the, you know, Paul George and Kawhi and, and those and Serge Ibaka. I mean, he's gonna have no problem telling guys where to go and what to do. And this team did need some kind of galvanizing presence at the point. I'm just not sure that Rajon Rondo is going to be that guy for them, but they had no options. They were up against the hard cap. Um, I thought George Hill would have been a much better fit for whatever reason, that deal didn't get done. He ended up going to Philly instead, but you know, we'll see for a team that had limited options. They had to pay out the nose to get Rondo and you know, we'll see if it works out for him.
0: All right. Before we go, we have our trivia question. Ooh. Which is the Hoop Collective and this trivia question is brought to you by CarMax. Don't just buy a car; love your car with the new CarMax Love Your Car Guarantee. Okay.
2: Hey, when are you getting one of those IG video commercials? Woj got an IG video commercial.
0: Um, I don't know. Come on, Wendy. <laughs> I like I like CarMax and uh, and Goodyear. That's what I that's what I like. Thank you. Um, because do you think Woj appeals to the IG? community do you think that's a good uh <laughs> good like, market dynamic
2: he's got like two million followers so he's feeling well, right
0: <laughs> i know he's got two million followers but all right um okay here is a trivia question so nikola vucevic gets traded today we talked about that a minute ago he's just the sixth player who's averaging 20 points and 10 rebounds to get traded mid-season in nba history minimum 20 Ooh. games into a season in other words not like five games in six player in nba history but just the second player in 41 years okay second, so bob lanier one years okay
1: bob lanier st bonaventure uh, legend
0: that's right got traded from the bucks to the pistons in 1980 who is the only other 20 and 10 guy averaging 20 and 10
2: did st bonaventure win in the tournament when bob lanier was there I'm oh, sorry. They, go on.
1: They did actually. They went to the final four. Actually, okay. just farther than North Texas has ever
2: gone. Uh, well, right. North Texas went further this year. That's all I know. That 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 is true.
0: Uh, uh, this guy, this trade happened within the last five years.
2: The only other guy in the last five years. Well,
0: he's the only other guy in the last forty years. But this, I'll just as a hint, it happened in the last five years.
2: A twenty and ten guy traded at the depth.
0: And I'll give you a hint. He's a center.
2: Why am I blanking?
0: I'll give you another hint. It happened over the All Star break.
2: Oh, Boogie, DeMarcus Boogie, Cousins. Boogies.
1: Yeah, one hint Marcus too many. Cousins. One, yeah, hint too many.
2: yeah. I should have yeah. should have gotten that one. And that feels the- like
1: that feels like it was fifty years ago. Man, what, what a Here weird the- world.
2: By the way, are, is is Boogie going to get another job in the NBA? I mean, he's tweeting videos of like twenty four hour pickup runs.
0: He shot thirty-seven percent with. uh, Oh, I
2: watched a lot of those. Arguably the worst team in the league.
0: (laughs) I know they don't have the worst record, but they're arguably the worst team in the league to me. Um, All right, well, a lot more to be fall to be uh, in this fallout. But uh,
2: by the way, he shot one hundred percent in the video clip on Twitter the other day.
0: Very. (laughs) Wouldn't it be awesome if a player like to troll the the internet like released a, a workout video where he just missed every shot? <laughs> like that It'll would go, be amazing.
1: That'll, that'll go right up there with the next time we'll hear a coach criticize another coach on TV or or any of the other axioms that are undefeated in uh in our lives. Right,
0: or on trade deadline week, uh, a a GM or coach, uh, you know, not saying, oh, but I like our team. I like yes, our team. <laughs> yes. I like I like, like what we have. Again, wouldn't it be great to be like, actually, our team sucks. Uh, this <laughs> this whole season has failed. And that's what the that's what the magic. Like if like if they were being honest, like they'd be like, look. Our team sucked. We got injured. The guys that we have didn't want to be here. Our draft picks aren't very. Our recent draft picks aren't very good. We uh, just lost eight in a row. This draft, right? Right. We're tanking and we're having a fire sale. Thank you for coming to this press conference. That's right. Um, All right. Well, thank you to the to uh, the Tim's. Thank you to Dan, our producer. Uh, Thank you, listening to Hoop Collective. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.